Hi, I'm Savak Srinivas, and this is Arnav Rastogi. And together, we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we have a big episode in store, our free agency special for NFL Free Agency 2021. We'll be breaking down this free agent class by position, and we'll dive into which teams need these free agents the most. With that said, let's get right into it. Yeah, this is truly exciting. This is, this is the speculation. This is really where everything starts off in the NFL season. And I'm really looking forward to it because there are some big, big names that can really alter franchises here, I would say. Um, one key point that we want everyone to know is that we've outlined five teams here, the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Jets, the Lions, and the Texans. Uh, we believe these teams really could use an upgrade at every single position and they have the cap space to do so. So really when, when we dive into which team needs which position or needs an upgrade here or there, these teams would fit into every single category. So we just want to be let that known because we're not going to consistently repeat these five teams for every single section. So with that being said, the quarterback position, let's start off Savik. What do you see here? Yeah, and we have to start off with Dak. Huge contract, record-shattering deal, $160 million for four years, 126 guaranteed. Hey, you, you got to be happy for Dak, you know? The, the big payday has come. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Jones, I mean, what a quote he made the other day. He was like, if there's one person that robbed me financially, I'm thankful it was Dak. <laughs> I mean, questionable quote, but nonetheless, congratulations to Dak, obviously. It was well-deserved, and, you know, I think we both, like, in the back of our head sort of knew that at one point in time it would get done, especially after this season, because they played so awful after Dak got injured that it would be hard to justify letting him go. So four years, $160 million, man, quarterbacks are getting paid in this market. Yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, my opinion on this, you know, there's always going to be those people that are saying that this is going to cripple Dallas and this is going to be the reason why they can't go out and win a Super Bowl. Hey, hey, we've been talking about this team for so long. And if if paying their quarterback, their franchise guy, is why they can't win a Super Bowl, then there's other problems on that roster, honestly. But, hey, this is what the market dictates. This is the price. If you want to go get your franchise guy, you believe in him. You're Jerry Jones. You're Dallas. You believe in Dak Prescott. You got to go get him. And that's what they did. You know, there's a fine line between team friendly and, you know, we can, it's neither here nor there, but in this um, upcoming 2021 year, you know, Dallas had a lot of cap problems, but they've structured this contract with a lot of prorated bonuses, a lot of that stuff, you know, the tricks of the trade when it comes to cap space, all that stuff. And they've cut his cap hit down to just about 22 million this year. And that's going to allow a lot of flexibility for them. Yeah, I think definitely both sides. It took a while for them to come to agreement, but this was definitely it. You know, it, in terms of Dallas's cap space, like you said, it's extremely friendly. And then on the other side, Dak is getting his money. Um, whether that be, you know, on a yearly basis or guaranteed, he is getting paid what he deserves. So uh, good for Dak. But let's dive here into the... Uh, QB market and it's a pretty dry market I would say outside of Dak who was scheduled to be a free agent um 
obviously he got signed. We're left with Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. And for suitors in terms of who could sign these guys, we're looking at the Saints, the Washington football team, and the Patriots. And if we're being very, very honest, the Saints and Jameis look like they're going to be a match. They're going to sign together. And then we're really left with the Washington football team and the Patriots and Cam Newton here, if we're being very honest. This, this is a pretty dry quarterback market this year. Yeah, and in terms of free agency, at least, you know, if we talk draft quarterbacks. That's oh, yeah, no, here. this is – we have to clarify this. We have to clarify this. This is just teams who we felt are likely to go into free agency and yeah. do it. If we're talking, like, trade bonanza, draft, all these teams moving up, there is a whole lot of stuff going on yeah. here. Yeah, but, you know, in terms of the free agency sector of quarterbacks here, I think the real wild card is really Washington and what they want to do. Because, you know, for me, there's two ways they could really go about this. You know, if I'm Washington, I want to get the future franchise value. You know, go out in the draft, get that ready. But if you're also looking at where they are right now, you know, in the NFC East, this is a division they just won. And you could argue that they're only going to get better as a team. And if you could just get a veteran guy there just to kind of hold the fort down until, you know, you get your franchise quarterback. And maybe if you're Washington, you're thinking, you know, you have Taylor Heineke showed a lot of promise. You have Kyle Allen, who's been around in the league. Maybe you stick with the guys you got, but maybe Washington wants to go out, get a guy like Cam. I don't know if that's what I would want to do if I'm Washington, but that's really a possibility. Right. I mean, they need that bridge guy. You know, you you see it across the league, Teddy Bridgewater in the Carolina Panthers. That's an amazing example of that. So I think definitely, I think Washington's focus should be on the draft, but you need a guy who for two years can hold it down. Um, And whether that's Taylor Heineke or, you know, Ron Rivera teams up with his old quarterback, Cam Newton, that's definitely to be seen. Um, Let's move on to the running backs and, and the running back market, which is a bit more vibrant. Uh, headlined by Aaron Jones, who is, I mean, superstar running back from the Packers. Those golden shades on the sidelines, I mean, that's a sight to remember. Um, and, and then, you know, you have other guys here who are, who are really, really ground and pound guys like Chris Carson, James Conner, and Philip Lindsay. Yeah, but if we're being honest with ourselves, really here, Aaron Jones is the marquee guy in this group. You know, he's going to get paid a lot of money at the position. And, you know, deservedly so. He's had an incredible couple of years here for the Packers. Unfortunately, you know, for them, the, the, the cap space, the issues that they're surrounding that financially, and they've decided they're not going to tag him. You know, they can't fix that into their picture right now, money-wise. But I think, you know, Aaron Jones is really a guy that could go to a handful of teams here, you know, a Buffalo, an Arizona, maybe a Pittsburgh maybe even a Miami, you know, there's a lot of teams that could use him as a weapon. And he's a tremendous weapon, both in the running game and the passing game. Yeah. And I would really point to the dolphins here because they really have the most cap space out of these teams that we just outlined. And I think they're just in that prime position, you know, the whole youth movement here, um, whether it be, you know, they're, they're trying to go for Deshaun Watson, but if we're being realistic right now, um, the move to make is especially with Tua, at the helm is get him the most help you need. So I think this is one of my convictions for this year is that if the Packers are unable to re-sign Aaron Jones um, in free agency, I do believe that he will end up in a Dolphins uniform. 
Yeah, that, that's a really realistic possibility. But it, the real thing, you know, that comes to mind looking at a lot of these guys in this class, you know, Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, James Conner. These are all guys that have, you know, contributed a lot to their team, but unfortunately due to injuries and all this stuff. And, you know, I do want to shout a guy out in this free agency class for running backs that, you know, a lot of guys aren't talking about. Mike Davis, the Carolina Panthers, former Carolina Panthers running back. And he's a guy that's been really under the radar. But if you remember a few weeks, handful of games here and there when he came in and he's a ground and pound kind of guy, you know, he's really good in between the tackles. And whoever lands him, I'm telling you, you're going to get a real steal out of him. Hey, he was good for my fantasy team. I'll tell you that. Mid-season pickup, that, he was real nice for my fantasy team. And, and yeah, so, I mean, I, the sense that I'm getting for you is that which team here out, out of the teams we outlined here, the Bills, Cardinals, Dolphins, Steelers, Seahawks, throw the Packers in there, is, is willing to take a chance on one of these guys. You know, it, it's, it's really, you know, give them a deal, a one-year, three, four million dollar, and, and see what they can do, especially because they're injured so often. It'll be a make and break for them. Yeah, and it really just comes down to, you know, the cap space, what the player wants, what the team wants, work it out. These are all guys that are definitely going to end up on team. And I just really think where is the question? <laughs> that That's the million-dollar question. Where are they going to end that, up? That, that's definitely that's, – those are the big questions of the offseason. Um, let, let's look at the wide receiver market. I mean, they're looking to cash in. Uh, big time because some of these wide receivers here have had amazing seasons. You know, Kenny Galladay, I'm surprised to see him in the market, but clearly the Lions, they don't want him. I don't know what's going on in that organization, but I, that's a guy that I want to keep. That's a franchise receiver right there. Um, you have Juju smith Schuster, T.Y. Hilton, all reliable, Curtis Samuel, uh, and A.B., so a lot of good guys that could really be an upgrade um, to, say, a Ravens, a Bears, Colts, Titans maybe. I know, I know we were talking about that uh, uh, last episode where they, they needed a upgrade. So a lot, of, a lot of moving parts here. Yeah, there definitely are. And I guess you bring back Miami into this conversation too. You know, you have a young quarterback, Tua. At least right now, you know, he is the quarterback. You want to surround him with all the help you can give him. Maybe you go out, you know, spend some money on a guy like Kenny Galladay or Juju, you know, whatever it is. But the more talent you can accumulate, the more that's going to benefit the growth of a young quarterback. Right. And, you know, you talk about, you know, helping out these quarterbacks. I'm looking at the Ravens here. Um, you know, Marquise Brown, he's, he's a good receiver by, by all means. But I really think the Ravens still truly lack that number one receiver presence that, that, they, that they need. So, I, I mean, the Ravens are a dark horse here, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to have to definitely go out and get a, a big-name receiver. Maybe if they don't choose to do that through free agency, definitely through the draft. But if they don't go out and get a big-name receiver, I, I'd be really shocked this offseason. Yeah, and, you know, while we're on the conversation of wide receivers and weapons, let, let's just talk about the tight end market as well, you know. It's not the best, but there's still some really viable options here. You know, you talk about John New Smith, a former Titan, Hunter Henry, longtime Charger, and, and even Kronk. Um, and, you know, we still see some of the similar teams here uh, that could use a tight end. We, we look at the Bears, uh, the Colts, uh, maybe even throw in the Giants there because Evan Ingram has sort of underperformed the past couple of years. So I think, I think sim similar themes for uh, these two groups of weapons. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, in terms of tight ends, you know, receivers, pass catchers, really, th- that's where the league is going towards, you know, throwing the football. You've got to have, you know, you can't just have one target that you rely on. You know, you think about a Tennessee, it's always, you know, play action, try to get it to A.J. Brown. And if that's not there, then, you know, you have a problem. So that's why you have to have a solid second, a solid third option. You know, think, think about Tampa Bay. Think, think about a Kansas City. Um, just because, you know, Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl this year. You have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, um, Scotty Miller, T- Tyler Johnson, so many weapons, you know, and having that ability to spread the football around, that really puts stress on a defense. And no matter who you take away, you know, if you double both the stars, there's still going to be guys that can make plays. Yeah, and so, I mean, and it doesn't hurt to have, uh, multiple, you know, tight ends or multiple number one wide receivers. You know, if you keep the more, the, the, the more, the merrier, that's how I look at it. And I'll look at the bucks always loading up with what three number one tight ends in this league, Cameron Bray, OJ Howard, um, and Gronk. So when we're talking weapons, the more, the merrier for any of these teams, if we're quite frankly. All right. You know, we've been given all these skill positions, quarterbacks, running backs, a lot of attention, but can't forget the offensive line, the big guys up front that make everything happen. So in this year's offensive line class, you know, we have some solid names here. You have Trent Williams, Joe Tooney, Corey Lindsley, who's recently emerged onto the free agency scene after the Packers decided to move on. And also Russell Okung. How are you feeling about this O-line class? Yeah, there's definitely some solid pickups for teams who are looking to bolster their offensive line. You know, we look at, I'll just, I'll just say the obvious ones, the Seahawks here, um, the Eagles, and the Vikings. Those are, those are the three big obvious teams that have glaring holes across the offensive line. And then you want to add some more subtle uh, teams that could use an upgrade here or there. Um, Kansas City and uh, the San Diego Chargers. Um and, you know, if you want to add any team to this list, it's court, uh, teams that have young rookie quarterbacks, really, because they, they really need protection when they're in the game in order to, you know, sort of develop the other things like, you know, reading the field, reading their receivers, understanding route concepts and stuff like that. Um, so, so a lot of solid guys here. Uh, you know, you look at a number one, a left tackle. That, that's a franchise left tackle and Trent Williams that I see. Uh, Joe Thune, he's a solid guard. You give him a five-year deal. I'm telling you, he's going to be top five uh, pro football focus all five years. Corey Lindsley, he's a top five center in the league. So solid pickups across the board. All right. We've been talking a lot about the offensive side of football. So why don't we look at the defense here? Yeah, definitely. Pass rush. Let's, let's start off with that. And there is no shortage of big name guys here. Shaq Barrett, Bud Dupree, Trey Hendrickson, Carl Lawson, Von Miller, Melvin Ingram. And that's just the cream of the crop. That's the top 10%. There's still a lot of good pass rushers in free agency that'll give you six, seven sacks. What, what do you see here, Sopic, in terms of these teams that could use an extra guy up front? Yeah, I know the big name that just jumps out at you, Shaq Barrett. And, you know, the Buccaneers, their cap situation, we said, you know, they're going to have to make tough decisions. And one of those tough decisions, you know, they're moving on from Shaq Barrett. He's a guy that's looking to break the bank, you know, as I've said before. And 
there's no team in this league that's going to really hesitate to pay a pass rusher, you know, pay him the big bucks. And, you know, wherever he goes, Shaq Barrett, he's going to offer an elite pass rushing ability, and he's going to make the guys around him better. Because when you put a guy like Shaq Barrett on one side, that's going to make it easier for your D tackle because he's going to draw double teams. It's going to make it easier for the guy on the other side. And overall, he's just going to help your defense in a multitude of ways. Yeah, and looking at teams who really have glaring holes here, the Dolphins, and a, a name that we've brought up frequently and a name that has a ton of cap space to go out and make some moves, uh, the Ravens, the Vikings, uh, the Titans, and the Falcons. And, and the Falcons really is one of these teams that I would look for to go out and get a pass rusher because their defense was just so atrocious. They had so much trouble uh, getting after the quarterback. So don't be shocked um, if they end up signing a Bud Dupree or a Carl Lawson. Um, and, and then maybe some of these uh, championship contenders, maybe a Tennessee goes out and signs Von Miller, a veteran presence uh, to come in and, and really lead the locker room. So no shortage of teams and no shortage of guys here uh, when we're talking pass rush. All right, let's look at uh, linebackers now. Um, similar to the quarterbacks here, I, I would say it's, it's pretty dry, especially after Levante David uh, re-signed with the Buccaneers. What do you, what do you see here, Sapit? Yeah, you know, we have a couple names here, Matt Judon, Matt Milano. Um, I think really for this linebacker class, as you said, there's not a whole lot of depth, but these are quality starters. You know, if you get them on a reasonable deal, these are guys that are going to make an impact. These are guys that have been around in the league. And, you know, if you're just missing one or two pieces on defense, if you bring in one of these guys, it's going to really offer you some stability in that defense. Yeah. And if we're talking teams that could actually go out and sign one of these guys in terms of how much cap space they have, we're, Look for the Browns and Eagles, definitely, to go after one of these guys. I think I'll make my conviction is that – my conviction is that either Matt Judon or Matt Milano will end up signing with the Browns uh, because I think linebacker is one of the needs uh, for this Browns team. So, so definitely uh, look at one of, these, one of these teams who really needs the linebackers to make a solid upgrade here. Yeah, no, as an Eagles fan, I've, I've got to say – we needed linebacker desperately because ever since Jordan Hicks, you know, we lost in the free agency to the Arizona Cardinals. We have not found a replacement. You know, it's, it's been a, been a revolving door. We had guys like Alex Singleton in there. Um, we've had, we've had a whole you know, slew of guys, but we have not found the replacement. There's been miss missed assignments, miscommunications, all sorts of stuff. You know, the game that comes to mind, the green Bay game, Aaron Rodgers just, obliterating our linebacking core and yeah we, we are absolutely going to have to go out and get ourselves a linebacker maybe that's in the draft you know a michael parsons movie i, I will see that that's not this episode though <laughs> yeah man i'm excited for that draft episode too that that's gonna be a real fun one and, and another another uh another position that's gonna be fun to watch in free agency uh defensive backs because you know there, it's one of these positions, like, you know, we were talking about the weapons. Uh, there, you cannot have too many DBs because defense nowadays, you know, with all the, you know, emphasis going on weapons, wide receivers, tight ends, you need real quality defensive backs. And this is by far the strongest defensive back class I have seen in a while. 
We're talking about Shaquille Griffin, Patrick Peterson, A.J. Bouye, Richard Sherman, and that's just the cornerbacks. Uh, safeties, we're talking John Johnson, just Quisky Tart, two very solid safeties. So this is, I mean, this is a very strong defensive back class. And these teams at the top who have a lot of money to spend, go get your guy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and with DBs especially, you know, we saw this with Minnesota this past season. When you have young guys there, it doesn't always work. You know, it doesn't really translate. It takes a year or two to get them going. But this incredible group of veterans, you know, if you bring them in day one, if you're a team, um, even maybe a Minnesota, you know, you bring in a veteran corner, sort of help the young guys, but also you have a reliable starter there. And it, this is the way it works with a lot of positions. You know, if you bring in a, a reliable number one, that upgrades your number two because your number one gets pushed down and that upgrades your number three, that upgrades the whole secondary because, and bringing in one of these guys will really be a home run for any team. You know? Yeah. That presence is extremely key. I mean, I mean the most obvious example of this, right. You, you, I think I point back to the Cardinals and JJ Watt, you know, JJ Watt now their number one pass rusher. Think about what that does to say a Hassan Reddick or a Chandler Jones, right? It, 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 that, just J.J. Watt's presence there is so uplif- uplifting for the entire group. So I think definitely, you know, you look at a Patrick Peterson, I mean, top corner in this league year after year, Shaquille Griffin, one of these young guys who's on the rise, right? And, and look at the teams who have money to spend, the Browns, the Raiders. You were talking about the Vikings, who I mean – atrocious secondary really could use veteran presence the falcons throw in the cowboys even um definitely they struggled with some young corners um so i think across the board here we we see a need for defensive backs and a lot of defensive backs that teams could use yeah this is a exciting one of one of the most exciting free agency classes that i can remember in recent history i mean a lot of big names here. You look at Aaron Jones, Kenny Galladay, Patrick Peterson, Shaq Barrett. I mean, a lot of guys looking to break the bank, a lot of guys looking to cash in on some huge seasons. And, and some of these moves here that we're going to see in free agency, they'll, they're going to be 2021 season altering. I mean, I mean, they could, you know, some guys could really boost the fortunes of some franchise. So any, any last words here, Safik? Yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much said everything. And, you know, one thing I want to do throw in here, you know, I talked about Mike Davis, under, under the radar guy. I forgot to mention when we were talking tight ends. Another guy I think that a team could really get some tremendous value on is Dan Arnold, who was for a tight end for the Arizona Cardinals. He's not a lot of people know about him, but he had a tremendous season. You know, he's a really athletic, big tight end. He'd go up, make plays in the red zone. So keep, keep an eye on him, too. Right. And I think that sort of goes to show how, you know, we, we hear, we, we talked about maybe the top 20 or 30% of free agents that these are the best of best guys. Right. But I think, you know, Dan Arnold sort of characterizes the fact that there are a lot of above average guys in this class as well, that teams could definitely go out and get, and and they would really be an upgrade at their position. And these guys, you know, they, they come pretty cheap, you know, you can sign them on a two year, $8 million deal or, or a three year, um, $10 million deal. So I think overall, this is a extremely strong free agency class. And uh, I can't wait to get it started on Tuesday. 
It's going to be very, very exciting. All right. With that being said, thank you for listening to the 37th episode of the Backfield Rift. Be sure to tune in for our next episode where we're going to recap free agency, see if the teams that we said here ended up signing some of these guys that we talked about and really see the implications for the 2021 season. Until then, it's been Arnav Rostogi and Sat Stay safe and take care.